Welcome to Zen Bites, where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. So welcome. This week's topic is living with purpose with our special guest, Lori Seitz. Now, Lori is a coach who helps people people live their lives with purpose and meaning beyond just fine. So welcome, Lori. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation. Nice. So Lori, can you share with us your journey to becoming a coach? Sure. You know, I think I was born a coach, but I didn't know it. And when I was growing up, I wanted to be a teacher because, the, you know, you had like five careers for a woman or, you know, there weren't like, like, I didn't feel like I had, or I guess I didn't know about a lot of them, but I, I always thought I wanted to be a teacher and I didn't go into that at all. I actually went to school for broadcasting and public relations and marketing, but Along the way, I've always been the person that people come to, to talk through their stuff. So informally, I've always been a coach. And more recently, as I've actually accepted that as a, the, and, and come into that as what I do professionally, even then I resisted the term coach because everyone calls themselves a coach. And what the heck is that even? So, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the journey has been accepting that coach is a term I can step into. Nice. Okay. Nice perspective. Thank you. So how does one go about living a life with purpose? This is such a great question because I I talk to people, I talk to clients all the time and they're, you know, struggling with what is my purpose as if their purpose is going to show up on their front doorstep like an Amazon package. Just <laughs> here you go. Here's your purpose. What I think really happens is that we discover our purpose by doing things that light us up. So you're not necessarily out there looking for your purpose. Like, like where is it? Where is it? How am I going to find it? It's following breadcrumbs and doing the things that bring you joy, that light you up. So what is it? You know, is it volunteering at a soup kitchen? Is it um, gardening? Is it uh, like whatever it is, teaching, teaching, you know, teaching elementary school kids or putting together strategic marketing packages for people, doing the things that just you, you see a path and you go, ah, oh, it looks kind of interesting. Let me go down there and see what's there. And somehow you end up finding your purpose in that way. But it's not, like, I don't think it's a thing to be pursued in and of itself. So you kind of come into it um, organically? Yes. I think that is the better way to do it because people feel like, they feel so lost when they can't find their purpose. I use that in quotes. You know, what is my purpose in life? What if your purpose was being nice to, you know, everybody that you encounter every day? Is that is that enough? Because we our world can use kindness. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> right. But what if that was your purpose was to be, be a kind person? You know, what if it was to be a, a certain person? And I've been having this conversation actually a lot today in terms of, you know, we ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think the better question for children and for adults is who do you want to be? Yeah. And so when you become that person that you would like to be, that's when you're really stepping into your purpose. Hmm. Nice. Okay. And so what would be some blockages that um, to living your life with purpose? That, that what we just talked about is in terms of Look, running around looking for it. Like, what is it? Where is it? Is it behind this tree? Is it, you know, like on an Easter egg hunt and where, where do I find my purpose? But I think the other thing, it, the other blockage is a lot of people are so, they're not tuned into themselves. And when, what I mean by that is they are so distracted listening to voices outside of themselves whether that's social media, regular traditional media, family, society, friends, <clears throat> whoever, whatever voices they're hearing outside of themselves, that's blocking their purpose because the way, <clears throat> excuse me, the way to really tap into who you are and who you would like to be is to get quiet. And to hear that quiet voice inside of you. Some people might refer to it as intuition. It could be your, your inner voice, your inner truth, whatever it is. It's that voice that only you can hear and that only that will tell you what is right for you. Yeah. And that's the key for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I hear you saying is that... Um, being self-aware and listening to that still voice within. Yeah. And giving yourself time and space to hear it. So, uh, you know, a lot of times I taught, I teach meditation. So for me, I'm always teaching my clients how to use meditation to get there. And that's not the only path. That's just one of the ones that I teach, but it could be journaling. It could be, um, you know, again, gardening. I don't know why that keeps coming up. I don't, I can't keep a plant alive for anything, <laughs> but <laughs> in fact, I bought a money tree the other day and my cat has been eating it, which is such a great analogy because she, she just, I just spent um, a lot of money with her at the ER vet two weeks ago where she was diagnosed with a heart condition. And so it's just perfect that she's eating the money tree. Yeah. But when it would, going back to the where what we were talking about is that um, giving yourself the, this space to, to be quiet and to be in stillness without distraction, without all of your electronic devices going off left and right. And really getting into that place of peace. Even, I mean, prayer could be a place, uh, could be a, a way to do that as well. And do you find that it's harder for people to meditate nowadays with all the electronics we have um, that we're tied to, basically? It's harder because they have, those electronics have actually rewired our brains. Like, literally. 
rewired our brain so that we are constantly looking at them to get a dopamine hit. And I noticed it with myself too. I, you know, oh, it's been five minutes. Did somebody send me something? And I have most of my notifications turned off. So it's silent because when I have to hear the sounds constantly, it drives me nuts. But I know people live that way. Like it's constantly, you know, Facebook and messenger and, um, Instagram and email and texts and constant noise. So we have to deliberately and intentionally turn that stuff off. And what meditation does is it actually, again, rewires your brain, but now you're choosing instead of allowing outside forces to rewire your brain, you're choosing to take back the control and rewire it so that you can be you can sit more quietly. And that's why a lot of times when I'm working with clients, I say, okay, we're going to start with two minutes because they can't sit for five minutes. They can't certainly can't sit for 30, but they can't even sit for five quietly. So let's start with, you know, one or two minutes and practice doing that and getting into that and then move on to something more because yes, I do think it is harder because of all the distractions we have that have, um, like I said, literally, we rewired our brain. We have to take back that control. It's possible. We just have to be aware that it's possible and then do it. Right. Yeah. And so, so you integrate meditation into your coaching? Yes. Yes, very much so. The concepts of my coaching is based on the concepts of gratitude and meditation. Nice. Very nice. And what advice would you give to, say, a leader who's fighting a battle with imposter syndrome? Yeah, that's a matter of confidence. And, you know, first of all, realizing you're not alone. Almost every single person fights that battle. Secondly, and this is something that after many years, I mean, year, decades, I'm starting to realize is that we're all human. Like even the CEO of that big company that you think is so much better than you, that person is probably also fighting imposter syndrome. And once you get into a conversation with that person, you realize, hey, we're on, we're pretty much on equal footing. Like we're just humans trying to get through our life. And, and that sounds terrible, like just trying to get through. But, you know, just living a day at a time, dealing with, the issues that come with being human. And so I would say, you know, take a step back and realize one, you're not alone. Two, you got this. You have so much more confidence and courage than you think you do. You know, I think back to that. There's a quote, one of my favorite quotes is from Winnie the Pooh. And it's, <laughs> you are, what is it? You are stronger than you think. Uh oh, now I got to look it up. Um, stronger than Winnie the Pooh. Let's see. Winnie the Pooh quote. Um, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> it's a good one. Have you, you haven't heard it? Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? No, I, <laughs> I definitely remember Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> okay. It's um, okay. You, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. Wow. Yeah. Kudos to Winnie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Score three points for the bear. <laughs> for sure, yeah. So what are some advantages of living with purpose that may not be so obvious to people? You're just, you're just living from such a, a happier, more joyous place. People, I think ultimately what most people, I, I hesitate to say 100% because, you know, is anything 100% all the time? The majority of people at their core simply want to be happy. And under that, there are all the other things, you know, to have financial abundance, to have a healthy family, to have great friends. All of those things come under that umbrella of being happy. So I think that finding that living with your purpose, again, if that's just, you know, it's about being a kind person mm -hmm. or being a generous person or, and, you know, can be more than one. You, you can be kind and be generous and be, you know, um, dedicated to helping other or get dedicated to promoting education, for example, whatever, whatever those values are that you have, uh, you are going to be living a, a happier, more joyous life. And to me, that is the ultimate purpose of our lives is to live joyously and and again under that i also believe it's about learning and growing because that's i think our soul's purpose is to grow we feel uncomfortable when we're not growing but yeah i mean that ultimately your purpose is to live with joy wow and i'm still thinking about winning the poo i think I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes what are some, speaking of that, what are some resources um, regarding living with purpose that someone can check out? Well, going back to the whole meditation, tapping into that, that tool as a resource, one of the tools I recommend all the time is an app called Insight, Insight Timer. Oh yeah, I like that. I love Insight Timer. I create my own meditations um, that are available on my podcast, but, and I'm not on Insight Timer yet. I got to look into that. However, I use Insight Timer almost every day because there are so many good meditations on there mm -hmm. and so many good teachers. And for people who, especially people who have a hard time getting into meditation or uh, are, consider themselves not good at it. And that's a whole other discussion, but, uh, beginners, it's such a great, great resource. There are a lot of other meditation apps out there, but that's the one I recommend all the time. Um, yeah. And then podcasts. I mean, there's obviously your podcast and then, um, so many other good ones. I mean, yeah, you can be uh, overwhelmed with it. So that's another point I, I want to make is that is picking a couple that work for you. You know, you don't have to consume all the content that's out there in the world. If people are listening to your podcast and then they're using insight timer, don't feel like you have to then add on 17 more. Right. That's not going to necessarily make you better. <laughs> Sometimes less is more. Yes. <laughs> Make you more stressed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's funny because I was talking to somebody 
a couple a couple weeks ago about the you know a lot of people use gratitude journaling so they they write about what they're grateful for every day and i love that practice i have uh, actually a, a pdf of 209 gratitude prompts for people who need to need some help thinking about what do i write about what do i make grateful for today but when it becomes a chore when it's like oh yeah i got to i got to do my gratitude journal today like that's not serving its purpose. So maybe you want to let it go at that point. But anything that feels like a chore like that and it's not serving you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So we're a community of readers. Um what are three books that you recommend to the listeners and why? I love that you're a community of readers. I am a big proponent of literacy myself. I've actually been an adult literacy tutor. So, this is a I love that you're asking this. Except that I have more than 3. <laughs> so, I'll give you the top 3 and then I'll I mean then maybe I can give you a couple others. My actually at the very top of that list is a book called Infinite Possibilities by Mike Dooley. and it's um the the subtitle is the art of living your dreams this book really made very clear to me how to think so that you can be open to manifesting and some people don't like that word manifesting but really it's the same thing as as setting goals manifesting all the cool stuff into your life like with ease not tr- like so it doesn't feel like you're pushing a rock up a hill. Mhm. So I love I love Mike Dooley overall Infinite Possibilities I think is his the best of his books. He's got several but I love that one. The second one is Outwitting the Devil. Huh. It's by Napoleon Hill. So most people know Napoleon Hill for for his other book um Oh jeez. How to win friends and influence? Uh, no, nope, that's um that. Wow. My brain is we're <laughs> like at the end of the day, end of the week here of um, Napoleon Hill. Um Think and Grow Rich. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So most people know Napoleon Hill for Think and Grow Rich. and the outwitting the devil is unbelievable like so it was written in 1938 and i read it last year for the first time and it was astounding how relevant it is to what is happening in the world today huh. and so the devil essentially i don't want to ruin it for anybody but it won't the devil is fear and how to overcome living in fear. Really, really powerful book. Wow. Wow. And then the that now we got a tie for third here. Okay. So Code the Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakhiani. Vishen is the founder of a, the personal development company Mind Valley. and the subtitle is 10 unconventional laws to redefine your life and succeed on your own terms. This book 
was, I can't remember when it was published. I, I found it in, two, I want to say 2016. And that's what got me back into meditating consistently. I actually learned how to meditate when I was 10. My mom took my brother and me to a meditation course, but then I didn't use it for the next 35 years. And reading the code of the extraordinary mind, Vishen talks about how he used meditation to succeed in his sales career. And, and he created a meditation. It's actually on insight timer called the six phase meditation. Hmm. And that meditation got me back into meditating consistently. And then everything that has come with it since, you know, has been an outcropping from that. Um, but I just reread this book again last month and it's just, it's just a really, again, about taking away the limitations in your mind so that you can live a bigger, more joyous life. Nice. Do you want the other two? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Conversations with God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Neil Donald Walsh, book one. I've read all the books, but book one, just the original, um, that was pretty influential in my life when I read it back when it was first published, which was, uh, I want to say 94, 95. I think it was about 95, 96. 1995, 96 is when it came out. And um, I have one of the first I think it was one of the first publishings because the pages are, it's like this really cool paper and the way it's um, bound together. It's cool. So that book was pretty influential. There's something in that book. I think it was actually in book two of conversations with God and I cannot find it any longer. I went back and I'm like, there's, it's gotta be in here, but somehow I just made it up. I don't know, but that inspired me to stop eating meat. There was something I saw that said like about humans not needing to eat meat. It's not there. I went and looked, but somehow I read it that way. And I haven't eaten meat since 1999. <laughs> Animals, anything, anything with feet. <laughs> right. Um, and then the last one is Becoming Supernatural with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And how common people are doing the uncommon. So, you know, clearly the theme for me is how to tap into your mind to do to become even greater and reach your your you know expand your capacity as a human that's that's, that's noble <laughs> <laughs> i do read other kinds of books but these are the ones that yeah, i i'm i'm really into marketing and uh business books as well but these ones have had a bigger influence yeah so Lori, where can the listeners connect with you my website is zenrabbit.com so that's the first and foremost place and my podcast is called fine is a four-letter word so you can people can find that wherever they listen to podcasts and Lastly, I hang out on LinkedIn all the time. Cool. Right. Just Lori Sites on, on LinkedIn? Yes. Okay. All right. So 
want again i want to thank you for being here and um yeah and to the listeners i look forward to next week until then stay clear focused and of course on purpose thanks for listening to zen bites where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity empowering you to create a cx focused zen lifestyle business 